Welcome to season four of the Preacher's Recap. This is Pastor Ryan. I'm the lead pastor at Rocky Face Baptist Church in Hidnot, North Carolina, and I'm so excited to get this season going. Uh, I've taken a little break uh, from podcasting. Uh, This year, we've brought on an assistant pastor at our church, and so the last four or five months, I've been spending uh, quite a bit of time kind of bringing him up to speed and uh, mentoring him, and uh, the Lord's just blessing in a tremendous way. We're so grateful for that. And uh, this year, uh, the time of the recording is 2023, and in my preaching ministry, I've been focusing on our community and reaching our community with the gospel, and so we've been doing a lot of preaching on that, and I've been doing a lot of creative outreach uh, to impact our community with the gospel. And the uh, Lord's been blessed and been really tired. But the other thing that God's just been really working in my heart with this year uh, is developing men and uh, men of caliber and men of uh, character. Uh, and men who are Christ-like, and uh, that is one of the greatest needs that we have. I was in a coffee shop just yesterday and overheard a table of ladies talking, and uh, the lady, one of the ladies spoke up, and said, well, they were talking about America and the problems with America, and I agreed with everything they said, but she made a comment I thought was interesting. She said, ladies, I'll tell you the truth. I really believe that the problem with America is the women, and I was really shocked about that. And uh, she goes on and talks about how women uh, will not stand for truth and women will not stand for uh, women's rights. Women will not stand up for family. Women will not stand up for men and allowing men to lead. And I just thought that was so interesting. I almost went over there to talk to them to tell them how much I appreciate the conversation, but I did not want to bother them. But I say all that to say this, that in season four of the Preacher's Recap, I'm going to be focusing uh, exclusively on men. And so this is for you men out there. And if you're a lady, listen to the podcast. You can certainly get some help from this as well. And uh, today's episode is simply entitled Fishing. In Luke chapter 5, uh, verses 1 through 4, the Bible says, It came to pass that as the people pressed upon him, that's Jesus, to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gesenaret. And saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them, and they were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, and now notice this, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. Now that word draught in verse number four means to simply to catch. In other words, let your nets out so you can catch some fish. And uh, last week, I had the privilege, the awesome privilege of uh, taking my son and taking my father, a three-generation Hodges fishing trip, trout fishing, up on the uh, Wilson Creek, a river up uh, in the mountains of western North Carolina. And we had an absolute amazing time fishing. After fishing, we set up camp and we had an amazing steak dinner. My dad cooked out. We uh, uh, told stories around the campfire, camped and fished a little in the morning, packed up and went out. Had a tremendous time uh, creating memories with both my father and my son. And as I was thinking about uh, that amazing trip about fishing. I love to trout fish. I certainly don't get to do it as much as I would like to, uh, but it is, a, it is a hobby of mine. And every time I go trout fishing, I'm reminded uh, of what Jesus talked about to a lot of the disciples he chose to follow him were fishers. And 
he told them uh, in another gospel, he said, follow me and I'll make you to become fishers of men. I will change you from who you are to make you become the men of God that I need you to be. And he used fishing to do that. Well, I find it interesting in the text that we're looking at today there in Luke chapter number five is we see some things uh, in the text that's important. We see first off is there's a group of people. Verse one says that there was a people pressed upon him. Uh, you know, folks, the, the truth of the matter is this. We need some men that will get busy about focusing on people, realizing that people uh, are uh, souls who need the gospel message. And uh, these people had a great need. Uh, they needed to hear some truth. They needed to hear some hope. And uh, they needed to hear him. That's Jesus. And so they pressed on Jesus to hear. Here it is, the word of God. And so there's the people, but then we have the word of God. What folks need is men who will study and read and preach and proclaim as a herald the very words of God. Even what I'm doing today may not seem uh, like it's uh, meaningful, uh, but the time invested in sharing the scripture, expounding the scripture, and uh, sending it out on the, the, the internet waves, it is profitable because that's what people need. They need the Bible. They need less philosophy, and they need more of the person of Jesus Christ. But we noticed the place where he was at, and it was by the Lake Gesenaret here. And uh, Luke's Gospel calls it uh, Gesenaret, and uh, that's certainly a place, uh, a lake that's mentioned, uh, has different names as well in the Scripture. But he uses something in the lake. He uses these men, he uses their net, he uses these ships to, to reach the people. So he's getting an object lesson for them. It's not about the ship, and it's not about the nets, and it's not even about the fish. It's the very fact that Jesus uses something to catch the people. And so he gets into the ship here, and he's talking to Simon. He is calling Simon, but he says, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. Now, the interesting thing is, this is not the first time Jesus has interactions with Peter, especially around fishing. Uh, we see that Jesus finds Peter fishing uh, and calls him into the ministry. And in, in the end of John, John chapter number 21, Jesus finds Peter yet again towards the end of the ministry of Jesus on earth. He's fishing again. So Peter loves to fish. He's called to fish. He's com comfortable on fishing. But what Jesus is trying to do is use what he loves, his passion, to teach him great truths. And so he tells him to launch out into the deep. And a deep is a place uh, that maybe he's been fishing before. Earlier in our text, they said that they were washing their nets. And so they've already been fishing. Uh, they obviously hasn't caught anything. Their methods were not working. Maybe the timing, the light, the wind, whatever, was just not there. Yet Jesus calls him... Peter to do something different. He challenges him in his comfortability, he challenges him, maybe even his pride. Here's a carpenter talking to a fisherman and telling him how to fish, but he tells him to launch out into the deep. And so I just want to take just a few moments uh, this afternoon or morning or night, whenever you're listening to this, whether you are uh, driving to work or you're at home or maybe you're at uh, you're at school or somewhere, you're listening to this podcast, I want to challenge you men uh, to launch out into the deep and specifically in the areas of prayer and in Bible study. Uh, most of us are not spending enough time in prayer. I heard a really good statement just the other day. It said that worry is when people talk to themselves about things that they cannot control, but prayer is talking to God who has the power to change 
things. And so we need to spend less time worrying and a lot more time in prayer. We need to launch out in the deep with prayer. I certainly do. I need to wake up praying. I need to go to bed praying. I need a prayer list. I need to work through prayer requests and uh, find something specifically to pray through. Well, not only that, the Word of God, we need to launch deep into our Bibles. Uh, God tells us in His Word to study the Scriptures, to uh, know the Scriptures, to study them. And uh, I have, in my study Bible now, I have a King James Version uh, Tyndale Filament Bible. And uh, it is connected to great resources as far as videos and uh, deep study and devotions and things like that. And over the last few weeks, I've just finished a really slow, uh, methodical, uh, slow study of the book of Philippians, and I'm doing Colossians now. And so what I'm doing is I'm just reading a section of verses. I'm reading them one or two, three times uh, through the words that I don't understand, uh, maybe because of the context or the uh, it's an older word. I'll look the word up, and I just slowly read four or five verses. I'll go back the next day, read four or five same verses, and kind of do that until I got a good feeling that I understand what God's trying to say. And then I move on on that. I'm not doing this for devotion. I'm not doing this for sermon prep. I'm simply trying to do a deep study of God's Word. And so, men, let me challenge you. Dig deep. I could say several other things about things that we ought to dig deep in, but I think it's sufficient there. The point of the matter is this. In this text, there was people, and they had a great need. They needed Jesus but they got that through the Word of God. And so when we get a burden for prayer and pray through and spend time studying and analyzing and reading and meditating upon God's Word and sharing God's Word, God will help us to help people. But before we do so, we're going to have to launch out into the deep. Well, thanks for listening to the Preacher's Recap. Can't wait to share some more of what God has in store for us. Have a blessed day. Hey, this is Pastor Ryan Hodges. I'm the lead pastor at Rocky Face Baptist Church. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today. Today is episode four of season four, and we are looking at the subject of laughing. And uh, this is the second time I've recorded to this because the last time I was recording, I literally sneezed and had to delete the, the episode because I started laughing when I sneezed, which was so appropriate. Uh, Well, I tell you what, guys, I love to laugh. I've always uh, tried to have a good sense of humor. I love being around people that love to laugh and to make light of things. Uh, I've heard preachers say stuff like this, that they don't take themselves very serious, but they take the Bible and the Lord very serious. And I think that's a good thing. And over the years, I've learned that people gravitate uh, to folks who like to have a good time. Uh, we typically don't like to gravitate towards the grumblers. Uh, we like to be uh, encouraged and we like to be around those who are light, especially when we're in a hard time. Uh, so I want to share some verses with you from the wisdom book of Proverbs. So just a few verses today and uh, give you a few thoughts about laughing and why we should laugh and why should we share laughing uh, with other people. And uh, we can, uh, as uh, folks, as Christians, as men, we can actually really um, lead the temperature in a lot of ways in conversation. Well, let's get to the Bible, shall we? Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25 says this, Heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop, 
but a good word maketh it glad. There is sometimes that there are, there's heaviness. It's not all uh, easy out there. There's not always good news. Uh, things are really rough. People have a really hard time. Uh, and heaviness of our heart really causes it to stoop. And when our heart is slumped over, it really impacts all the different areas in our life. But I noticed something here, but a good word maketh it glad. It could be stooped over because it is uh, has heaviness of it, but there's a good word that maketh it glad. And uh, I know that doesn't say by itself, it's not talking about laughing, uh, but when we have a good word, maybe it's a good joke or something that we say, we can literally lift the spirits of somebody who's having a hard time. And we could do a lot of different things with that. We could look up joke books. Uh, we could share uh, insights. Um, I am notoriously great at bad dad jokes. I love them. I think they're funny. I actually share jokes with our church a lot. Sometimes on Wednesday nights, I open up with a, a funny joke that I've read. Uh, it always makes a weary soul laugh if there's something that's actually funny. Uh, now, whether that's funny or not is up for debate. Uh, but heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop, but a good word maketh it glad. Let me give you another verse. Flipping over in Proverbs chapter uh, 15, there's two verses I want to look at. Verse 13 says, A merry heart, or a happy heart, a joyful heart, maketh a cheerful countenance. But by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. And so we have this uh, great uh, explanation of two different things, a merry heart and a sorrowful heart. Uh, we talk about a cheerful countenance and a spirit that is broken. And so one thing that we can do is having a merry heart is that we bring out a cheerful countenance. In other words, a countenance is how somebody looks. And you could really tell if somebody's in a good mood. You could tell if somebody's in a bad mood. You could tell if someone's sorrowful. You could tell if someone is happy. And a merry heart makes a cheerful countenance. If we have joy in our heart, it will show off in our face. And the sorrow of our heart, it shows that our spirit is broken. And uh, I love this. In verse 15 here, it says, All the days of the afflicted are evil. Man, that's rough, isn't it? But notice this verse. But he that is of a merry heart hath a continual feast. What that says to me is that there are evil days, there's hard days, and sometimes it feels like it's all the time. But how we see that in our heart, in the merriness of our heart, can change the way that we have that. So even evil days, and we're living in evil days, but you know what? I can have a merry heart, and if I have a merry heart, I'm laughing a lot. I have a continual feast. I can still enjoy the things of this world. I can enjoy uh, my friends and my family. I can enjoy our church, and I can enjoy our ministry, and things can be rough around us, but we can have such a joy, and laughing is a great way to demonstrate that. Well, let me give you one more verse here. Again, Proverbs chapter number 17 in verse number 22. This is probably the most famous laughing verse of all the Bible. It says, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. Uh, again, two, two parallels here, two opposite things. Uh, let me say about the last part, a broken spirit drieth the bones. That says a lot to me about, a, uh, about death and about uh, there's no more flesh, there's no sinew, there's no more muscle, there's no more blood. It's just old bones out there in a dry desert. And a broken spirit left like that for a long time dries out the bones. 
And so if we are negative and we are uh, broken and we are hurt and we're all of these things for a long time, uh, man, it's going to dry us out. And that's going to be harder for us to have the joy that God intends for us. But on the flip side of that verse, it says, A merry heart doeth good. Listen to this, like a medicine. You know, a medicine is given out there to make sick people well again. And what we're seeing in here is that a merry heart, joy and laughing and cutting up and being loose is something that actually is like a medicine to us and it will bring life back into our soul. It'll bring life back into our mind. It'll bring life back into our heart. And I'll even say this, it'll bring out life in others around us. I want to ask you a couple things. Uh, first off, your home, whether you live by yourself or if you live, uh, if you're married or got children or uh, whatever, you know, what kind of home is it? Is it a light home? Not, I'm not talking about brightness. I'm talking about light, like it's relaxing. People are laughing. Uh, you're telling uh, funny stories. Or is it very angry? Is it very loud? Is it very quiet? Is, is everybody kind of off doing their own thing? Well, friend, let me challenge you. You have a tremendous superpower. And that superpower is that you could bring this art of laughing into your home and it would change the direction, the trajectory, the joy of your house. I cannot share with you how important it is to laugh. And so let me give you a couple, or let me just throw a couple things out there. What, what are some ways that we can do uh, to learn to laugh? Well, I mentioned a moment ago about dad jokes. There's a lot of things out. There's a lot of websites. There's a lot of uh, social media, uh, things that you could follow, that you could learn, uh, funny jokes or little sayings or things like that. Uh, and I tell you, uh, it's, it's kind of a joke around our house right now. We're in this place where my wife and I will share uh, funny things that we see on Instagram. We, we do it every day. And it's a way that we keep things light in our house. We share uh, little funny videos that we see. We, we try to make sure that everything's appropriate. We're not looking for anything as uh, vulgar or racist or uh, derogatory or anything like that. Uh, if we see stuff like that, we block it or keep scrolling. But if it's something that's light, it's something that's Christian, something that's funny, uh, we really like to send that out to each other. We, we share that. And so you could get that that kind of stuff on social media. We actually bought our son years ago a clean joke book. If you're into the reading of actual books and things like that, you can, you can do that kind of stuff. But I want to encourage you this. Be around funny people. Uh, spend some time. My barber, I love it. He... Uh, uh, actually, it's not done it in the last couple of times I've got my, my cut my hair, but he used to do this thing every time I'd get my hair cut. I'd get my hair cut about once a month, and uh, he said, "Let me let me tell you a funny joke I heard recently." And he would tell a joke, and he'd laugh, and I'd laugh, and the guys sitting in the chairs laugh, and it would just make the whole haircutting experience enjoyable. Uh, and it's just because we're laughing. So be around funny people. Get you some funny stuff out there. And I want to just say this. Be intentional uh, around folks um, that you can in inspire. Some folks are really uh, grumpy out there. Uh, there's a phrase that you've probably heard before. It's, I'm going to kill them with kindness. I'm going to find a way to get them to smile and uh, make it a priority. Try to try to lighten that up. I know sometimes, especially if you've got kids in the house and they're growing up and uh, they're, uh, you know, growing and they're trying to figure out life and they've got things biologically happening in their bodies and, you know, they're half kid, half human, half crazy. Uh, sometimes using laughter is the way to keep your kids close to you. 
Um, and just the end of the day, we do this at dinner. Uh, we, we'll have dinner together. We try to always have dinner together. We try to do this at home most of the time. And we'll sit together. We'll first pray. And uh, then we'll eat. And we'll start talking about the day. And it, it never fails. Every single day, we'll share at least something funny that we saw or heard at school or something at work uh, or something that we read and uh, it makes the time together more enjoyable. So let me challenge you. Be a person that laughs. People want to be around you, and you can make a difference in their life. Well, thanks for listening today. hope you have a great day. And until next time, may the Lord richly bless you is my prayer.